Alright, here we go. Episode number five, Death Taxes and Local Music. Today's guest, Bonnie Bodner. You may say to yourself, I'm not sure who that is, but I can assure you, you're going to get to know her very well in this next episode. We all have our favorite bands, we all have bands we've loved for our lifetimes, we all have bands that have had a significant impact on our lives. And for Bonnie, it's a tea party, and we're going to find out why. All right, we're back with Bonnie Bodner, arguably, again, probably the biggest Tea Party fan I know. We talked about the spark with you and the Tea Party and some of the music and what really got you into them. Now, I want to talk about the Tea Party Live. How many times have you seen the Tea Party Live? Uh, I kind of lost count. I'm guessing in the mid-20s. But you have to keep in mind, some of this, um, sometimes it was two, three shows in a tour, so yeah. maybe two or three shows in a weekend. But so what have been some of the standout moments and memories from some of the shows, whether it be you know meeting the band members or even specific sets or songs they had played? Uh, well, the first time I met the Tea Party, it was kind of a, a, a cool instance. I was out in Toronto visiting my sister because she used to live out there. And I actually sort of planned my trip around um, the release of the Interest on Mantras CD that they were putting out just in case they happened to do some promo out there because they are from, they're from Windsor, so not too far away. And when I got to Toronto, um, I found out that HMV was doing an in-store performance with them. So um, I ran down the morning of. I went from, I think my sister was living in Brampton. So I hopped on the train and went down to Toronto, downtown Toronto, to HMV to pick up the album. And then uh, basically just went back to my sister's and sat with the old Discman and uh, listened to it repeatedly. And a few days later, um, my sister and I, we stood in line for a few hours at HMV in the evening and got to see them for an in-store performance and also got to meet them for the first time. Very cool. And uh, it's sort of one of those, I didn't realize how excited I was because I was sort of in the early days of, of fandom until I was uh, standing, you know, one person ahead of me in the line and about to go talk to these guys for the first time. And uh, yeah, that was kind of like, oh wow, I guess I'm kind of a big fan. But, you know, I was surrounded by 249 other awesome big fans too. So um, I actually, I met a person, um, her name's Amanda out from Ontario and we're still uh, good friends. She's also seen the Tea Party probably more than I have because she's out in Ontario, so a little more accessible. But um, yeah, that, that first meeting, um, there was also a symphony tour in Calgary that they did um, back in the early 2000s. And uh, that was pretty fantastic to hear songs like Temptation with a full orchestra back yeah, on was Pretty cool. So then for you, what have been some of the standout live performance moments that you recall or that you think to yourself? You know, we had talked about how the Tea Party Live is almost a meditative experience. And it's something that you, you don't stray from what's in front of you. You're locked in. Yeah, it started probably maybe the third or fourth time that I saw them. Like the first time I ever saw them, I think, was at the uh, Regina Exhibition. So it was kind of like, oh, this is pretty good. And then, you know, a few shows into that, it became, and, and I've heard other, um, not only Tea Party fans, music fans, describe being at their favorite um, band concert and just transcending. You know, you just sort of feel like, you're somewhere else, you're kind of like in the same moment with everybody around you, but you're just kind of having your own your own moment and uh, you kind of forget everything else. Mm -hmm. And that's really what, what uh, tea party shows have become for me, that you kind of, you just come out and you just feel better for it. Exactly. And um, that's 
just the music, um, the lyrics, hearing some of the songs that you love live, of course, completely um, different experience than putting it on a CD or listening to it on your iPod. So, One of the things I respect about the Tea Party and their live experience, I remember years, many years ago, a friend going to a show and saying that they just couldn't get over the fact he brought out a sitar and all this different instrumentation. I believe it was Rock in the Valley. You know, where, where bands weren't doing that. And so you know, it almost seems like the Tea Party were ahead of the curve when it came to that full live experience. How do you feel about that? Um, I think that's true. And I th one of the things I've always been so fascinated with the Tea Party is that they went around the world and they collect all these instruments, learned how to play them, and then incorporated them into their albums. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just um, that, you know, the, the type of fans that they have, that if you bring out a sitar or, you know, something you've never seen before. Everybody's kind of like, ooh, like watching Jeff Martin play with the, you know, the bow and the electric guitar kind of Led Zeppelin style. It's, everybody gets out their phone and people are just in awe. So I think anytime you can bring something different that you wouldn't normally see at a rock show, especially, it's, uh, it's going to get some pretty appreciative fans. Awesome. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it, it really adds that whole experience. All right, so next up, we will talk about the family tie-in and your mutual love for Tea Party. Yes. All right, we're back with Bonnie Bodner talking about the Tea Party. We talked about the Tea Party Live, and something that really impressed me and really kind of floored me was your relationship with your mom and your mutual love for the Tea Party. So how did that ever become a thing? Well, it's... It's kind of interesting. My mom and I uh, were really close. Um, music has always it, it's become kind of a connector for us. Um, I've gotten into some of her music. I've gone to see like Neil Diamond, big big fan of Bee Gees, ABBA, that type of music that my mom loves. And uh, I was still living at home. I was about 19, I think, when I got into Tea Party, and my mom just happened to be around for it. And uh, you know, it's not really it wasn't really her type of music, but. It just became this kind of musical sharing, and um, I think maybe the third show in, I kind of, I'm guessing Calgary probably was the first, you know, concert we actually traveled together to go see um, for Tea Party. I'd sort of said, no, oh, I don't really have any, you know, friends to go with me that like their music. Mm -hmm. You know, you're interested, and my mom likes traveling, so she's like, yeah, let's go. And uh, yeah, it just went from there. She's seen probably close to 20 shows. Um, she's seen most of them. <laughs> so awesome. Most of the times I have. She's met them a couple times too. We've done some uh, meet and greets with them. So yeah, she's, uh, she's really into their music. Anytime there's news about new music and concerts, she's, uh, she's right there with me. So. Are you similar to, I know with, with friends of mine where you know, a band has a new song come out, or there's a demo released, or an exclusive something or other, and I reach out to that friend, I say, hey, our favorite band has this happening. Are you and your mom like that, where something comes out and you're quick to note? Yeah, um, just last week when uh, when Tea Party did a, a release on Spotify, a couple of their um, their transmission songs that they had done uh, re-recordings of, and I actually called up my mom. She's not technically savvy at all, and that's awesome, but... Um, I keep her in the loop of what's going on. So I actually called her and I'm like, played her a clip of the song on the radio. And I was like, do you hear that? It's like, that's what it sounds like when we, you know, that, that guitar part is the, what we hear at the live show. So yeah, she's pretty excited yeah, about that. Awesome. So it's, it's fantastic to have that uh, social media fans everywhere where you can really um, 
you can find other like-minded people, music lovers, tea party fan lovers. So that's a great idea too. And it, it must be funny to call your mom and say, "Mom, something's happening on the internet." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Breaking news. <laughs> yeah. So then, there's also too. You had mentioned your friend Amanda. There's this sense of there's a sense of community amongst tea party fans. You know, it's almost like the Kiss Army, essentially, where you all have a mutual love. So, do you find that you know in this community are there you know do you guys have a lot of discussions and do you share a lot of stories back and forth? Um, I think definitely through um, Facebook is is a big one for sharing comments about music, about their live shows, experiences that people had. Um, like I said, Amanda, she's from Owen Sound in Ontario, and she um, she goes to a lot of shows and I'll always be following up you know like oh what was it like what did they do different you know mm -hmm. what were the highlights for so it's always kind of that sharing and the experience if you can't be there then it's pretty neat to hear the stuff from fans and people of course posting tons of YouTube videos yes kind of feel like you're there you know awesome. you don't some people will will put a whole concert up so it you don't feel like you really missed out and you didn't have to travel either. So. Right, and that's the age we live in, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So do you and your mom, do you have a, like, do you have mutual songs you love or did, did she kind of stray towards album A and you go to album B? Um, I don't think necessarily. Of course, you know, my my mom, she, uh, she tends to like some of the, not the harder stuff, but then some of the harder stuff too. So it's kind of neat. She'll love stuff like Sister Awake, but mm -hmm. then she loves their remake of The Messenger, which is Daniel Lanois' song. And of course, like cool. Heaven Coming Down, that was sort of the one of the first songs that got me into their music because it was through Triptych. So in in that way, it's kind of like anything, especially with the live experience, anything you hear live is going to be, you're going to be a fan of. And I think she feels the same way. That's, That's fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Bonnie. No problem. back with Bonnie we're talking about the tea party and one of the things that I'm always fascinated about is, is how you got into a band so for you um, what was the spark that lit the fire inside you know to set off your love for the tea party uh, I heard them on the radio a few times you know I thought their music was was good it was okay I never was really pulled in and then um, heaven coming down came out messenger and, and of course those had pretty heavy uh, radio play and I ended up picking up Triptych, which is about their fourth album, I think, in. And uh, it was surprisingly a case of mono that ended up cementing my love for the Tea Party. Um, I was about 19. I got uh, pretty sick for on and off for about six months. And I spent a lot of time laying in bed in the dark, listening to music. Triptych happened to be the thing that was in the stereo. And um, from there, as I uh, got kind of more and more into that, I started looking at the back catalog of their earlier works, um, Transmission, Edges of Twilight. I picked up uh, those albums at a now defunct but much beloved uh, <laughs> music store called Apocalypse. It's in downtown, used to be in downtown Regina. I got a lot of my CD collection from there. So that's kind of what uh, started the spark, surprisingly. That's fantastic. So has there been a specific album or a specific song that's really through through the years and after digging into the back catalog and keeping up with what's going on you know moving forward has there been something that's hit you more than everything else um, well I've always had a, a sentimental you know spot for triptych because yeah. it was just it was the first album the beginning when I started seeing them live the, um, but 
listening to their just kind of as I went through and started listening to their other stuff like Edge's Twilight transmission um, the kind of the lyrics the the deepness of the lyrics the musicality of of um, the musicians it just kind of grabs you it it kind of pulls you into another place you can put the headphones on and just sort of forget about everything else so yeah just drift away and it seems like that experience you had when you had mono <laughs> Um, it almost ties into your li the, how you feel about seeing them live, where it's meditative, right? Yeah. And there's nothing else around you except you're in that moment. And I think that is the most beautiful thing about music and its healing qualities. Yeah, I agree. So for you, uh, I do know that you actually have a Tea Party tattoo dedicated to uh, a lyric. So what are the lyrics and, and what's the significance behind it? Uh, well, it just seemed fitting when I was um, getting a tattoo that there would be a Tea Party tie-in. And it ended up being from the song Heaven Coming Down, so Stay Strong, Keep Faith. And uh, that was because it was that first album that I got. Also, it just, you know, and especially the, the mono incident, a lot of incidents in my life that have, you know, you go through those dark times, yeah. that music is kind of what keeps you level and what keeps you pushing forward and for me a lot of the time that has been tea party music and so i just felt that uh, that was an appropriate way to uh, to honor my my uh, love of the band so yeah and it's a it's a lifelong dedication you've made to the band and so a tattoo is a lifelong commitment so it just seems to kind of fit together nicely. yeah well and, and especially when you get tattoos when you're older it's a lot of, it's, <laughs> yeah. not, it's not like i went to you know vegas and it's like hey let's get this lyric well, let's get a full back lip biscuit tattoo <laughs> exactly so. good well, i'm glad you took the time and thought about it yeah so then also too has there been um as tea party releases new music are you continuously you know, it, I guess, how do I word this? I don't want to say continuously impressed, but have you ever been shocked, you know, or completely blown away? Or have your expectations been exceeded, or are they always just met with music? Um, I find, you know, there's only really one album of theirs that I was not completely blown away. It was Seven Circles. It was um, shortly before the band actually disbanded for about five or six years. So yeah. it was kind of, obviously, there was a lot of issues going on. That one, I don't really, you know, I listen to it and it's great. I kind of call it Tea Party Light because it's it's not really them. It's not typical them. But um, their latest album that they put out, I think, two years ago, The Ocean at the End, um, the title track, to hear it, you know, I, I listened to it a lot on the album and absolutely loved it. And then hearing it live was like, it's like a moment where you just feel like, you know, out of body experience. Euphoric. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely euphoric. So that was, uh, I'd, I kind of feel like it's it's always met beyond awesome. expectations. So. All right, we got 10 seconds. Uh, brand new Tea Party fans, they've never heard the band before, a song or an album to check out. Edge of the Twilight, uh, fan favorite, you can't go wrong. Awesome. Thanks, Bonnie. Thanks.